Hey, this is episode four of console.warren. It's a podcast where we highlight what's new and noteworthy in software development. So let's get started. One of the bigger stories from last week was the release of Bun 1.0. So if you haven't watched their video titled Bun 1.0 is here, suggest you check it out. They talk about how unnecessarily complicated JavaScript e ecosystems have become, um, especially with node modules and configuration files and plugins, transpilers. So Bun is supposed to be a drop-in replacement for Node, uh, and it's also much faster than Node, especially when running TypeScript. It's faster because there are no dependencies. So for example, TypeScript and hot reloading are built in, among other many other things. Bun is also a test runner. Uh, so a couple thoughts. Uh, will Bun be the new Node, or will Node start to work on improvements now that they don't have a monopoly? So I think it'll be interesting to see where the dust settles, you know, in a year or so. Um, this kind of reminds me of React. When I, I saw a tweet a few days ago about how React is 10 years old now, and when I started learning to code around 2013, 2014, and had just entered a boot camp React wasn't that popular, and we started learning Rails, and then we were going to learn Angular. But by the time I got to the Angular section, months later, they said that they were switching to React because they just felt like the trends were going that way, and um, so to say the least, they were right. So it'll be interesting, I'm not to say that Bun is going to overtake Node in this way, but kind of... Uh, interesting to look at the way that things shift in, in the industry. Next up, sort of related to what I just said, I listened to an episode from the podcast Syntax called Supper Club, How to Get Your First Dev Job with Stuart Bloxham. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. So similar story to mine where he switches careers in his mid-30s. Uh, so he talks about kind of how he learned to code, uh, the interviewing process, stuff like that. If you are someone who is late to the game like me, uh, this is definitely a, a good episode to check out. Next up, there was a post on Meta's engineering blog titled Threads, the Inside Story of Meta's Newest Social App. Uh, this article discusses how the app was started, how it was built with a small team, which consisted of 60 developers. Uh, when they said small, I thought they meant like five or 10, but uh, 60. So they say that they're going to integrate threads with ActivityPub, uh, which if you're not familiar, it's an open decentralized social networking protocol. So the idea behind ActivityPub is that essentially it allows different platforms to communicate and interact with each other without a centralized authority, sort of like email, but with JSON, where Everyone following the protocol knows how to get and post content. There are still a lot of issues with ActivityPub that need to be worked out, but right now um, the largest implementer of it is Mastodon. So if you think about social networking, especially the way it is right now with the big companies like Facebook and Twitter, it's kind of similar to a big apartment building where tenants or users can live there, but they kind of have to follow the apartment rules. But the idea of the Fediverse, uh, which is what they call it, is that there would be any number of apartment buildings. In this case, they're servers that are running an instance of some activity pub-friendly software. And the tenants and or the users could kind of choose where they wanted to live. 
But while doing that, they could still also communicate with the other apartment buildings. So it'll be interesting to see how companies like Facebook are going to monetize on a decentralized system, um, given that you know it's such a different model than what they're doing today, um, or or if it, it'll even work out. I think there's a lot of speculation about kind of what's going to happen with it, but something to watch out for. And finally, we'll end with uh, a package called Zod Mock. So this package combines Zod and Faker.js. If you don't know, Zod is a TypeScript-first schema and validation library. Zodmock generates mock data using Faker.js. If you're not familiar with Faker.js, it just allows you to create a bunch of different types of mock data. So this will all be done uh, from a Zod schema. So very useful for mocking data for applications. Um, I think it's especially handy for front-end development. So that's it for today. Um, As usual, all of the links will be in the show notes and we'll see you next week.